It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes, it's superhero slate. Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Diller. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, uh, we're watching the leaked Mandalorian Season 3 trailer. Just gonna put it yes, out there. Yes, through like one eye, because like I want to see it, but I don't want to see it. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm treating it like a scary movie it, on my phone. It's blurry enough, I think you'll be okay. You won't recognize <laughs> anything when it comes out on your actual screen, but that's fine. Uh, we're going to be talking about that leaked Doctor Doom photo and the implications, mm-hmm. wink, wink, of the, for the MCU. The implication. Yes. The implication. Yes, the implications. Uh, we're also going to review Miss Marvel's TV show. The season finale dropped this mm-hmm. week uh, and more. So very excited about everything we got lined up this week. Yeah. We, we're, we were talking before we started recording today. We're on the cusp of a lot of things coming up. Comic-Con came up hard and fast around the corner didn't even realize it. it's next week yep. so when you listen to next week's episode it's going to be our comic-con spectacular there'll be tons of news for us to talk about and i'm yeah. sure we'll uh vamp long and hard like yes. you all want us to do about comic-con and then a couple weeks after that chris is going to c2e2 in chicago yes. uh and then just well that would be because that would put us july so that would put us in august, august for yep. c2e2 right and yep. then it would be maybe about a month after that is when uh d23 disney's kind of own homegrown comic-con mm-hmm. is gonna happen so yeah we're yeah. gonna have like and, just two well, months of just hardcore news well after that's october and that's new york comic-con which is the oh, the yeah, flip side that's of that right and i feel like new york comic-con I, in my head i feel like they are the tv con in my mm-hmm. head it always seems like October, it's like so close to like you know traditional TV season. It just seems like that's when they're announcing yeah. things. But who knows if that's well, even the case anymore? Well, New York Comic Con is where we got the um, Ant Man and Wasp Quantum Mania, the Marvels announcements, the the post, the the Phase Four Point Five announcements. Right, mm-hmm. She Hulk, Moon Knight, and, and Miss Marvel all came out of New York Comic Con uh, yeah. a couple of years ago. And I feel like we can just continue what painting the rest of the year out, right? Because then you have November, December that come around, and that's when we kind of get like the tail end of the big movies of Di- the year, right? Like we'll Disney Plus Avatar. Day in November. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, and there's also like another Disney Plus like announcement thing that happens like right before D23 in September as well. So. There's there's no lack yeah. of news, so right. you'll need this show by your side. That's what I'm saying. And, and we've really not had um, a, a real run of news stuff uh, like this in several years, right? Uh, yeah. Several years. It, it's gotta be it's gotta be from COVID, right? Yeah, that's, exactly. That's what it is. The conventions it's, are in full force, and people are companies are going back to them. Yeah, I would recommend, I mean, we we said it for like the last two years straight at the end of every podcast, like make sure that you're vaccinated for sure, because the Anime Expo was just a couple weeks ago, and I saw some people saying that the 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 at least the the rules and the the safety concerns were not taken mm. very seriously at Anime Expo. So I feel like if you're going to be diving into large groups of people, like just make yeah. sure you're vaccinated, make sure you're boosted, and uh, I think they're coming out with like a brand new upgraded like 2.0, like a version of iOS nice. booster in the fall. 
to kind of like tackle some of like these new variants. So just mm-hmm. like, yeah, make sure you're boosted, uh, wear, wear your mask, uh, just so you can keep going and doing the, these nerdy things. If you're going to so dress up fun. at conventions, pick one that has a mask, like a Sub-Zero it, or something. Exactly. Everybody's uh, Sub-Zero, that'd be great. Sub-Zero, yeah, everyone's a different colored ninja from Mortal Kombat. Just start making up <laughs> your name, the whole spectrum of, of ninjas there. Um, I think the other thing, uh, I, a lot of my coworkers, uh, Machine Gun Kelly came to town, uh, I think a week ago and literally everyone got sick there. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, well, that's you get for going to Machine Gun Kelly concert to begin with. But, um, yeah, large gatherings, uh, still pose a risk for not for just COVID, but everything else, right? Uh, there's still other things that can get you ill out in the world. Uh, so, so, so be careful with that. Um, Let's move along. I went to a gathering this week, Mike, of my own, and I mentioned last week the Marvel Trivia Night, my local bar, uh, World of Beer, and um, I went in dressed as Star-Lord because that is literally the only costume I've had for the past eight years. Uh, very easy to put it on, walk in, have a good time. Um, went with uh, you know, a listener of the show, um, a friend of mine, Jeremy, and listener of the show, Andrew, and uh, my wife, and you know, we were um, very... It was a great, great venue. Great themed drinks. They were fantastic. Awful trivia hosts. Uh, <laughs> and I, I've said this till I'm blue in the face. Literally, they. I, I went in expecting at least a little, a level of, you know, professionalism. Like these are real questions. These are real answers. We're not gonna fuck with you, uh, kind of thing. And I'm like, great. I'm gonna be here. We're gonna. We're gonna get this. We're gonna win this. Um, no, no. Literally, it's just a local company uh possibly the radio station doing the trivia they can't pronounce they couldn't even pronounce thanos mike and i can't mess it up to the degree they messed it up uh is is how bad it was um i got thanos yeah turn the nos on it was uh yeah it was like it was awful i don't even know how they did it but um there were two i i i will admit i got one question wrong our team got one question wrong uh which was um if i said the character uh, who is the love interest? What is the real name of the love interest of Vanessa Carlisle in a movie? And oh, that's Vanessa. Uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> in my in, in my in my quick thinking is Vanessa. I'm like, oh, that's Kingpin. So mm-hmm. Wilson, Wilson Fisk. No, Vanessa Carlisle is Deadpool's girlfriend. So it was Wade Wilson. Um, oh. But in my head, I was like. This is an op. I, I was like, you know, I messed this up fine. But if I was to tell you, Mike, and I even pose this question to you, um, at, how many timekeepers were there in Loki? And who was the person behind the timekeepers? In, the, yes. in the Disney Plus series, Loki. Uh, um, yeah, and this was, the, <laughs> this was the thing that was crazy because uh, before you reveal the, the real answer, uh, the crazy thing about uh, trivia nights, right? Like, if you're going to, like, a general trivia night at a bar, just out with friends, you you expect a bit of casualness from the host, right? Yep. Because you're out there just answering, like, simple either, like, pop culture questions or what's the state capital of whoever or whatsever, right? You know, it's chill. It's, like, laid back. You know, No one's, like, too upset about it, right? But when mm-hmm. you go to specific-themed nights, like, you need to, like, draft somebody that knows what they're doing, either to write the questions or to host the event. Because we've gone to different trivia nights, like, for different TV shows or different fandoms. And, yeah, it's, like, a nightmare. Like, if you if you get, like, one question wrong, 
you're full of a yep. room of people that are going to tell you exactly how wrong you were, and then you lose all credibility. So it sounds like that's kind of what you were going yeah. through. So the answer was three, and the answer in the Loki show is literally he who remains, right? They do not – he said the answer was Kang, and I was like, dude, they don't say that in the show at all. Like, literally me and a couple other people, you know, several – we're, like, visually frustrated. We're like, they don't say Kang in the show, right? Uh, like, if he does, he's like, I've gone by several names, mm-hmm. but, you know, I'm he who remains. And you're like, even the Marvel.com article for that episode says it. And I'm like – like, he's like, well – you know, it was Kang in the comic books. I'm like, but you started the question with in the Disney Plus show Loki. He it, and I think that's where it was like the guy just wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna budge like not because he was wrong but because he was like I can't I'm not I'm just not gonna do it. Um, and then the last question, of course, is name um, if you have Thor, Captain America, Iron Man, and, and Captain Marvel, rank them in or- younger of a uh, order of youngest to oldest at the time of the blip. You would think Captain Marvel's the youngest because she looks the youngest, right? Mm-hmm. Wrong. Her movie starts, her explosion is in 1989 when she's an Air Force pilot, so she would have to be 23, making hers 67. Tony Stark is 1970. So it was Tony, Captain Marvel, Captain America, Thor. But no, they wanted to do it the other way because that's how she looked, how old she looked in the movie rather than their actual oh birth date. And I'm like, that was a 20-point question that would have literally won us the game. Uh, mm-hmm. it had had they at least done it, and I'm just I'm very frustrated about this because like we do this every week, we've done this every week for over eight and a half years. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna come to your trivia nights anymore. Like literally one bad experience, the fact they wouldn't even work with me on it. Not to, not for points, but just because I'm like, look, you know, if you want to say it's Kang and give them people, you give those people credit, that's fine. But the answer is he who remains, and most of us have it, so. Um, it, it was just very disappointing, and I would not recommend Trivia Nights. I, I wish I could recommend <laughs> Trivia Nights, but like this is just a very big letdown for you for know me. what. Uh, this is a this is a quest out there for people to start yeah. your own trivia nights. You know, fall on the sword. You don't get the one that gets to play, but you could be the one that makes the questions and make everybody else's night. So if you yeah. own a bar, if you know somebody else that owns a pub, you know, a restaurant, I, you could be the savior of well, the community. And that's what you know. We kind of came to the conclusion with as I was ranting about this over the next four or five days is they were like why don't you do it i'm like i would love to i have a personality to be a a host at a trivia night so um yeah and honestly i didn't even care the prizes they were giving away already had it was more about just like hey i'm I'm, i I know what i'm talking about here so um thoroughly disappointed would not recommend any louisville area trivia nights they can suck it uh (laughs) moving on mike um speaking of things that suck (laughs) <laughs> but that's because they're vampires. Uh, what, what are you watching here? Uh, well, Chris, your double entendre is not lost on me. Uh, <laughs> the wife and I decided to check out Hotel Transylvania, which is uh, a film series. I, I would love to say by Gendy Kartakovsky, who has made some of my favorite animated TV shows like Samurai Jack or Dexter's Laboratory or Primal. But he really just seems to be a director in the sense of he puts together the animation, and these really Mm -hmm. feel like Adam Sandler movies uh, more than anything else. Uh, We watched the first two, and I I didn't really keep super close eye on the credits, but it seems like Adam Sandler had maybe even more control over the sequel, and uh, we definitely stopped watching after the second one. Uh, Are there four, four, right? Uh, Yeah, there are four of them. 
the first one and the most recent one, which would be the fourth one, are streaming, and we made the poor decision to rent the second one for three ninety nine. Which ugh, we really you're not getting your time or money back. <laughs> yes, exactly. The first one's fine. Like honestly, the first one's not that bad. Uh, you can kind of stream it on Amazon Prime's free uh-huh. streaming service, which I think is called Free V which used to be known as IMDb TV. Uh, so just a couple commercials, and you can watch that one for free. And it, it's fine, right? I would say it's like a solid like B minus, C plus. Uh, some fun ga- monster gags in there. The animation is kind of um, a little bit of a, a breath of fresh air because it seems a lot more zany than you get in a lot of kind of professionally featured animated films, uh, which, you know, you don't get too much anymore. I feel like there's a lot more uh, attention on, like, realism or subversion with a lot of animated stuff, which isn't bad nowadays, but, you know, straight-up zany antics happening in Hotel Transylvania. But, yeah, the story just uh, tanks off a cliff in the second one and won't be watching any more of those but you know it's kind of fun uh the voice acting of dracula from adam sandler is like identical to me to the voice acting of Gru uh from steve carell mm-hmm. in the minions franchise well, no it's actually a despicable me franchise but i guess minions franchise is actually more accurate right but like adam sandler and and, and steve carell just like doing these voices like they're not even they're not even like voices it's like the voice that you give like a can of like tomatoes when you're like alone in the kitchen and you want like the cans like you're making inanimate objects talk to each other like but you happen to make it sound a little bit like dracula so that's my own little complaint there with uh hotel Transylvania. it reminds me when mike myers starts doing his accents and like the awesome powers movies (laughs) and stuff yeah look you're i'm like you're you're trying but i i know who's under there yeah, it's like I know you're giving me a different voice, but it's not any voice that I've ever heard before or can identify as anything. So yeah, soft recommendation on the first Hotel Transylvania, but like skip any um, any ones after that. If you're like a super fan and you tell me, oh man, it really picks up in the third one, I mean maybe I'll, I'll give it a shot. But uh, on Netflix, there's a brand new Resident Evil series that mm-hmm. dropped, and I can only thank the marketing team on this one that got me to play the first episode because there's this kind of cool like fake 3d billboard in Times square for the yeah the show the the liquor yeah it's like those billboards like it comes out but then it curves a little bit so if you're looking at it like at, at a perfect corner like it's really visually impactful it's really really cool but unfortunately i don't know if i'll ever get to see what the liquor looks like because i just couldn't make it through the first episode like what I was watching wasn't necessarily bad, right? But I feel like when you're adapting, like, especially an IP, if you're just trying to get my attention nowadays, I feel like you gotta go, you gotta go crazy. You gotta go different. You gotta go unique. You gotta bring some new element to it. And they're doing that a little bit with, like, the story angle, starting off with the Wesker family, and then they're jumping forward from the future to the past. But there's just not enough here that, like, grabs me. Like, zombies are just so hard for me to care about anymore. Like, I don't think I've ever been so oversaturated with zombie content in so, my life. I, I think <laughs> I'm going to say that you did this to yourself by rewatching Resident Evil this year. Because other than that, I don't know what zombie content is out there right now. Maybe the What uh, If, but What If was the, last year. Yeah, and Walking Dead is still going strong. You should see their. You should see the Walking Dead's. Like, I think they have like a Comic Con 
poster or something, mm. artwork that they've made, and it's just like the perfect example of quantity over quality. It's like put every Walking Dead character that's ever existed on this poster, and it's freaking massive. It looks like one of those like big omnibus like Marvel posters, right, where you get to see oh all of your fun characters, but they're all like disheveled people in Georgia on your poster for it. But uh, I'm hoping that the thing that changes all of this is early next year when we'll be getting the Last of Us TV show on HBO. Because in spirit, they're zombies, but in the narrative, they're actually like fungal, infected style people. So I think there could be a little bit of a variation there because... There's like a horde of zombies in the opening of Resident Evil, and it's just like these the, the zombies all look the same nowadays, and you can't really make anybody look undead in a different way. There's a big giant worm caterpillar thing, so mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe if I stuck with the Re- Resident uh, well, Evil show, maybe I'd get more of that. I, I don't I don't think you would. The, the reviews <laughs> I've read have have not been kind. Uh, yeah, may, so, maybe I'll just find like, a way to fast forward to like the liquor section. Like I'll Google like what episode does the liquor pop up in or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, but yeah, it's 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 unfortunately I feel like I got a pass on the Resident Evil show. Yeah, I mean it's I, I think it, they say it's just kind of run in the mill, but like it, it's because for some for some reason this is connected to the other Resident Evil games. Uh, however, that's not our real Albert Wesker. I don't know if they ever answered it, but that'd be the only question I have is how is this Albert Wesker when there's actually the ones who died in in the games? I would love to see it, but yeah, um, to I me I heard it was just kind of middle of the road for like a premise like this. I'm like, well, you don't want to be middle of the road. Yeah, I can't remember the actor's name off the top of my head, but the actor that's playing Albert Wesker, he has like a little um, uh, scene where he goes to uh, the principal's office, right? Because his daughter like got in trouble at like the Umbrella Academy school or the, not the Umbrella Academy. Uh, wait, no, Umbrella Corporation, the Umbrella Corporation school, which technically could be an academy. So I could call it an Umbrella Academy and still be correct. Uh, but he's kind of like flexing some of his kind of like uh, gray area evil kind of muscle in that scene. I was like, okay, this is cool. So maybe if there's more of this to be promised, uh, I'd watch more of the show. But yeah, anyway, Resident Evil, I think, unfortunately, I would say pass on that one. Mm-hmm. And uh, just go watch The Boys. Mm-hmm. That's out there. Umbrella Academy. There's, other, there's a lot of other shows out there. Uh, but, I mean, Netflix has... The Resident Evil movie was a letdown, and now their show. Um, so they cannot be trusted with this IP at this rate, it sounds like. so. Um, cool. Speaking of the boys, did you do this on purpose? I'm just now yes, catching I did. Okay, that perfect. Was my, that was my transition. Because I was, I, I'm not thinking. So the boys um, was at Comic-Con for the first time three years ago, 2019, right, before mm-hmm. it launched. And now at Comic-Con this year, they're going to be taking their spinoff series called Gen V there. Uh, this is um, will follow the exploits of college-age superheroes uh, at Vought College, something where they're all you know superpowered people trying to be bought by contracts and be on different teams in different cities. Um, sounds a lot like literally My Hero Academia as, <laughs> yeah, as they get older, uh, but with the boys, so probably very much R-rated. Um, mm-hmm. So. Uh, I don't know much else about this, um, but you know, I think it's a, it's a great name for it. I'd be interested in catching it, but I'm not like I didn't really watch the 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 boys animated spinoff stuff, so I don't know how in you know invested I'm going to be in this one either. Um, well, I, I, I could be proven an- wrong though. I, I'm sure some of the animated stuff was uh, canon. Yeah, it is. But it seems it seems like if there was 
a spinoff to watch, it would be this one. Mm-hmm. I, I I would assume Point Grey, which is the production company with from Seth Rogen and I think Evan Goldberg, the yeah. ones that kind of make all of these things that we love to watch. Um, I feel like they would take this in a more serious matter. Mm-hmm. Not so much of like a money grab of like, oh, let's do a spinoff and keep cashing in on this like comic book series of like, no, let's like tie it, tie it into the broader world. You know, I'm sure there's a reason there's a, a superhero academy and who knows, maybe they'll, we'll see some like crossover characters because I feel like we have the advantage of this isn't necessarily like a spinoff like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was back in the day where they were like pulling tooth and nail just to get a cameo from Sif in it, right? seems like, oh, if we want like Homelander to stop by, like we're going to mm-hmm. get Homelander to stop by, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, and, and like I said, I, I hope so. My my, I'm not saying that I'm tuned out right away, but I'm just like, well, if you're going to drop the a boys spinoff on us, you know, you, you've got to, you've got to bring quality to the table. Like you said, like mm-hmm. you can't just, you know, do a quick, quick grab. So hopefully, you know, we'll see, um, something come out of comic-con this coming weekend and and be able to, to talk better about it next week but they did say the title is uh gin v uh so um yeah good for them there'll be some some boys content to fill us while we wait for the next season of the boys Batgirl. um i don't i keep forgetting this movies exists um this filming it's got a bunch of uh you know bad people in it um bat michael keaton's batman but it's also got um uh, J.K. Simmons, Jim Gordon, so we don't know how this is going to work out, but it is getting a 2023 theatrical release in the UK. Now, I say this because we, in America, are getting it on HBO Max, um, supposedly at the end of this year. Now, um, you may be asking us, well, why would someone else get it in theaters and that's not? Um, HBO Max, as people may or may not have noticed, uh, Disney+, Plus, other you know, streaming services have different rights in different countries where they can uh, show things, do things. Maybe they feel Batgirl will resonate stronger in the UK, uh, and the the rights to America were only on HBO Max. Um, I don't know, but uh, this sounds like they feel you know fairly confident about this product if they're looking to yeah. put it uh, in, in theaters there. I don't know. I I feel like. I would almost hedge my bets on what you were saying earlier. There's like almost like a legal reason in other countries it's hitting theaters. Maybe not so much that they think the movie would perform better theatrically, but it seems like more like, oh, we think it's going to perform better for our streaming numbers here in the States. You know, we want to increase subscribers more in the United States, more than we care so much about doing it in other countries. So that would be my guess. It's just more of a strategic streaming thing, not so much like quality but i still hope it's good yeah I, well i think i think they probably have the opportunity not to put it in theaters if they wanted to they're like yeah we'll save it um however with the uh, with the advent of streaming services comes the increased chances it'll be pirated or leaked online uh early uh and the other fact is you know the uk they're, they're very interesting in what movies they have they actually have um all the spider-man movies on disney plus in the uk so um I was kind of jealous that they kind of have all those over there. <laughs> I even think the Incredible Hulk is on there because, um, fun fact, I was updating my posters and my MCU playlist this week uh, on my on my Chris Flicks, right, where I could see how long is the MCU total when you put all the episodes mm-hmm. and, and, and shows together. And um, uh, to, to, I, we don't know the timeline for Phase 4, right, for most of it. We don't know. We assume it takes place when it airs. Well, um, Disney Plus in the UK has the official Disney Plus timeline, including Spider-Man in it. So I was able to 
pinpoint some of these a little better that far from home um takes place um far from home then no way home and then doctor strange uh before hawkeye even mm-hmm. so um like uh, even miss marvel and moon knight so they're, they're before some of these uh other shows so it's very um, great to have that opportunity um but i'm kind of jealous we don't get that here because i know some people who want to watch spider-man and they just can't find it anywhere uh, to watch it Speaking of Spider-Man, Mike, this one's real. This one's this one's throwing a wrench in your head cannon here, and I, <laughs> I knew it, and that's why I sent it to you immediately when I saw it. Uh, Madam Web, the movie everyone has so many questions about, and not a lot of faith, has added actor Adam Scott from the recently is it Emmy winning or at least Emmy nominated nominated Severance to the cast list. Uh, we don't know what he's playing though. Yeah, this is a this is very bizarre. There was also a couple set photos that came out from Madam Web this week where it looks like at least part of the movie yep. is like anchored like solidly in like two in in two thousand. Yep. Like there's like Palm Pilots or something on like a taxi cab like, ad or yeah, something like, like singular that. like uh, like companies that only existed in like two thousand something like that. Yeah, exactly. So who knows if that is. Um, some people are like theorizing, like, oh, maybe this is like in the Rami verse or Sam, like, Rami verse, Rami verse, if you will. Yeah, uh, which could be a cool way to make me care about it, right? You know, mm-hmm. to kind of tie it in with Tobey Maguire in a way, and maybe you kind of match Sam Raimi's like style of New York, which I really am uh, drawn to. But uh, the thing I always say about like these Sony Spider-Man movies, the the kind of offshoot movies. Is like I feel like actors uh, when they take the roles don't always know exactly what they're signing up for, right? You know, their agents just tell them, "Oh, it's a Marvel movie. You finally get to be in a Marvel movie." And like, all right, yeah, let me sign, let me sign it. And they they don't really seem to dive into it. But I feel like Adam Scott's smarter than that. He's like really good at like picking roles and the stuff that he chooses to be in. So I just I love him so much. I just I hope he knows what he's getting himself into. So I'm either hedging my bet that this is a really, really small role, and if the movie's bad, it's not that big of a deal. He can just kind of like, oh, they gave me a big paycheck, and you know they'll never see me again. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he, maybe he read the tea leaves. Maybe he saw somewhere on the script that this is going to be great, and he knows the creative team in some way and decided to sign on because I'm, he, I'm sure he can get whatever role he wants in Hollywood right now. I feel like his career is really skyrocketing. So... Yeah, very conflicted, Chris. Yeah. I mean, he's a great actor. He's, he's known for his comedic chops, but he does have his drama side, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Again, both both uh, places here. I kind of would pin, if they're going to do the Spider-Verse, right? Because you have Madam Web, who's a clairvoyant, who can see across the Spider-Verse. Um, it's, got, it's also got uh, added Sydney Sweeney from that show Euphoria, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Dakota Johnson, um, one of the one of the girls from Ghostbusters Afterlife. They've got a pretty good cast here. Um, which, you know, has me excited about. But, like, I was like, maybe if he's going to be some, maybe he could be a, a minor villain with a character called Morlin. Are you familiar with Morlin from the comics yet? Absolutely not. Perfect. <laughs> so he is um, a, 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 like, a people who are, like, attracted to spider um, totems in other universes, right? There's a spider person, like, in every world, right, that we've seen mm-hmm. and across the Spider-Verse. So he is attracted to those people, and what he and his family of, um, I guess, universe hoppers do is literally eat the spider people. Now, um, <laughs> but that keeps them, like, that like gives them, like, longevity, like, like, like their powers and stuff like that. Like, they're strong, and they're, they're kind of invulnerable, and, like, uh, I don't know, but they look very, like, I guess, like, 
old um old school like I, I i'm i'm lacking the word here like french like they have the high collars right the puffy shirts um mm. from that era so like i could totally see adam scott like leaning into that a little bit like playing this like kind of uh upper class kind of thing where he's like you know yeah i'm above you but like maybe he's not even in it that much it could be like a a, a larger dangling thread across the spider like web a, he'd be like a, he could be a banker who knows yeah. <laughs> he, he could just be like totally detached maybe he's just like dakota johnson's like boyfriend or mm-hmm. something that gets like killed by a villain or something in the first act who yeah. who knows either way uh i'm just gonna use this as an opportunity to say go watch severance it was nominated i i feel like for every every emmy category that it was eligible for because the show is great and amazing you gotta go watch it mm-hmm. yeah and and i think you know again before we jump huge name grab that's a, that's a, that's a big that's a big thing for for these movies that really need lift because I, you know i think jared leto's a, a big name but he's not good in everything he does adam scott i can't think of anything i don't like him in um he's even a highlight in stepbrothers right as uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. as will ferrell's brother so yeah and his wife was Catherine hahn who was agatha harkness I'm, I'm starting to see this universe collide, Mike. That is, Seth <laughs> Brothers is now MCU canon right now. There you go. There you go. Yes. Um, Star Wars, we're going to shift gears to Star Wars Acolyte, the um, High Republic era Star Wars show about the dark side users, right? Um, has reportedly, rumored today, um, tapped Kate Heron, who uh, directed the Loki series uh, for this show. Because she's not returning for Loki 2. Um Obviously, an, uh, a lateral move would be to a Star Wars series, right? Um, <laughs> when those are available. So Kate Heron is moving over to direct that show. So um, that gives me a little bit... This one I have like the least amount of knowledge about, right? Because we don't know Star Wars mm. High Republic. But, you know, Dark Side user, awesome. Kate Heron did a great job with Loki. I think this is a pretty big win here. Yeah, I mean, as of right now in my head, uh, Loki and uh, WandaVision are seemingly tied for the number one kind of disney plus marvel adaptation so yeah if some of that dna is going to rub off on something else i'm okay mm-hmm. and you know i think of the shows uh i believe just kind of off on, loki probably featured the most cgi heavy the most sci-fi concepts i believe mm-hmm. so you know adding those to the star wars universe would be, be great if she can handle those um make them look make it look fantastic because loki was visually be- one of the most beautiful shows they've had on there but also, tangentially, uh, Jason, as we said at the top show, The Mandalorian, the season three, the uh, Star Wars Celebration trailer, the six and one, has leaked online. It's everywhere. Um, we put up a link. It may go dead. You never know. Um, online. And it is, is it a good 90 seconds or so? Maybe maybe a little more? Um, there's not, I don't think, there's there's not a lot of plot points here. There's not a lot of things. Like, it's very, you know, someone filmed it from their phone in the dark theater. So there are people cheering, pretty much uh, woo-girling the entire time of this <laughs> video so i don't think it's um the best quality but it is fun to you know get to see the return of the mandalorian grogu his new ship some returning characters from the other seasons um pretty pretty stoked here now i I did want to pose this theory do you think they would release this next week at sdcc or save it for disney plus day because this is a february release yeah who knows um i don't know is there a star wars panel at uh, Comic-Con, or is that just listed as Marvel, or is it just a Disney panel at large in Hollywood? So Marvel, I'm not entirely sure. Marvel has their own um, mm-hmm. panel. Uh, and let's see, there's always, there's always so much Star Wars 
uh, convention exclusive toys and figures, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so let me see here. Um, I'll well, use this as an opportunity to yeah. say, as I alluded at the top of the show, uh, I kind of watched the trailer from like a distance. Like I saw what it was. It was just casually in my Twitter feed. And I kind of held it at arm's length away from me and squinted at it because I was like trying to decide as I was watching it, do I want to keep watching it? And I did. But as Chris said, uh, it is taken from a voyeuristic point of view and I didn't even turn the audio on for it. So, but what I could get from it, it's just kind of like, um, just like a fun little shot reel, right? Not a lot of plot points. Uh, you just get to see more ambiance of where we're going to be. Uh, a lot more, a lot more Mandalorian stuff in general, right? Mandalorian locations, Mandalorian armor. Uh, we know that that's where he's going. That's kind of where this season is pivoting to. But uh, Chris, I don't know if you saw this one either, and I don't know how much if it's like a teaser or what it's attached to. But there's also an Ahsoka one that's floating around. I like just saw it on TikTok, I think last night, and I did the exact same thing. Like I squinted, put it far away, and this one is much shorter because when I was about to exit out of this leaked Ahsoka trailer, it ended. So, and what I saw seemed like very, very, very like kind of like con audience exclusive. It did not seem like a trailer that you would slap a logo on and then throw it up on YouTube, right? Because it was just a series of clips. Um, but there, I, there was like one establishing shot in that Ahsoka trailer that I think revealed some sort of character uh, that I was not familiar with because the there was an audience woo, and I was like, what am I looking at here? I don't know what it is, so I'm assuming it's like a Rebels character or something like that. I know we're on the lookout for... What's that? What's that main Rebels character? That that guy Ezra like Bridger. Ezra. Yeah. Ezra. Yeah, I don't know if, if that was him necessarily, but maybe it was because I think it was like the backs of people's heads. So that's another trailer floating around out there. There's so much leaking right now. It just it's begging to come out sooner rather than later, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking here. I can't find a Star Wars panel uh, anywhere, so that's going to be interesting. Uh, Marvel has two panels uh, actually. Um, so it looks like uh, Primal. Nope, that's uh, Gendy. Nope, nope, <laughs> nope, nope. Mandalorian. If there's a thing, second, yeah. if there's a second Marvel panel, my assumption that it would probably be like a Marvel Comics yeah. panel. No, right? it's Marvel. It's Marvel Animation. Uh, oh, okay. Their Animation Studio is getting the panel this year, actually. So, yep, no Star Wars. While you were looking that up, but um, I haven't seen the Ahsoka one yet. Uh, I have seen again those stills they had. Uh, when they announced all the all the the shows a, a while back about the um was it that new Clone Wars animated style one like is it Legacies or not Legacies um Tales of, from the Jedi coming out mm-hmm. but I, I'd have to like, look that up but yeah so you can check out this trailer on here um whether you you know whether you want to or not but like I said quality's not all there it's it's just a fun little hype thing because we are so far away from from the Mandalorian this time um however the other part was uh, this this week. The Gremlins director has come out and accused the show, The Mandalorian, of stealing his Mogwai designs for Grogu. Um, Grogu is just a baby Yoda species, right? They call him Baby Yoda, um, which is what he is. So I, I don't know if anyone's really... Yes, they look similar, but Star Wars was before this. So, you know, what? I don't feel anyone's in the wrong. It just feels like he's lashing out because he's more popular than Gremlins now. You feel? Yeah, I mean, to me, I mean, I mean, from an artist's point of view, right? You know, I, you know, people should be very protective over their designs. I get it because it's, you know, it's your intellectual property, it's your copyright, and also it's just like your authenticity and your work of art. But 
every artist at some point in time in their life will admit, you know, you go outside and you look for inspiration, like when you're making art, right? And I'm sure that when they were putting uh, Baby Yoda together, well, I guess back then they probably knew his maybe his real name was Grogu, but, you know, when they were putting Grogu together, I'm sure they had a vision board that had uh, some gremlins up on there and probably some other things as well. So obviously you can see the inspiration in there, but it's hard to say that it's just a one-up, like, lifted design, right? Mm -hmm. You know, there's, like, no fur anywhere to see on the gremlin that you can sign, kind of see majorly with, like, gizmo. And if you compare it to, like, a, like a, like a, I guess an evil gremlin in a way, right, then the less cutesy ones, like, the resemblance is even further away, right? Yeah. So even when you take the hair off, you're getting further away from the design. So, yeah, I think the dude just probably has an axe to grind with, like, Disney or something in a way. I, I haven't been in the news since 1984. How can I, how can I get here? <laughs> Yeah, I, also, too, I don't know the context of, uh, of this, too, so who knows? Maybe it was just, like, an offhanded question yeah. in, like, a junket because I know, like, the the secrets of the Mogwai or something. Yeah. It's, like, an animated is coming out soon, so maybe they just asked him. He just, like, threw off, like, just a one-off thing that, you know, oh. it's hitting the news cycle, so there might not be much yeah. behind it to begin with. Right, yeah, big ears, uh, little eyes. That's about, I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm looking up, I'm, like, I'd be more upset with Furby stealing my designs than, than, <laughs> than Star Wars, but you know, uh, everyone, no one's really losing. You, you've had your chance with Gremlins. You did your two, uh, made your money. You know, you got a show, and I think people can all exist in the same same line. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think his name's like Joe Dante or something like that. It's weird. He's sit down. It's fine. Speaking of little bitty creatures that are going to adorn your house forever. Uh, I am Groot, the show, the animated one or not animated live action one shots that are coming up, um, has one called Magnum Opus, um, and it's to premiere in theaters next week. Um, but only if you watch Thor: Love and Thunder again. Um, uh, it's this. It's like what? What is what? Why? Why do I have to go see Love and Thunder again to see this? Uh, it's just that's just the debut of it to see it first. It will all be on Disney Plus in August, but this is the way to see it early kind of thing. So like. If you go see Thor Love and Thunder, you can, uh, again, um, I'm sure someone in, in their, I wouldn't say marketing, someone in their, their ticket sales department is like, how can we get more ticket sales in week three? Yeah, uh, that's what it seems like. Uh, there was news that there was they were seeing a pretty significant drop-off for the second uh, weekend of uh, Love and Thunder. I, and the the actual factual news was that they had they saw the like an 80% drop-off on Friday, not for the whole second weekend, so I'm sure the drop off is going to be less than eighty percent for the whole sixty-eight percent currently. Yeah, still not. I mean, not great, right? You yeah. know, you would hope that you would see a little less there. So, but yeah, it but it's like also juice the numbers. It's also over five hundred million dollars worldwide, so I, I don't think they're overly concerned about you know hitting their numbers. But this is I, it's, I wouldn't say it's a trick. I'm not taking my kids to see Thor: Love and Thunder, um, you know. <laughs> but like, th- this is. I don't feel I feel cheated like put this before Thor Love and Thunder anyway right like mm-hmm. I, maybe people would go back and see it again I don't know I maybe I'd sneak into the movie theater and watch it watch a screening to catch this before it, it goes like, like hey why are you leaving like, well I didn't it's really like, you know, watch Thor yeah it's like you know this one's gonna leak so easily right, right. because at least like uh, people that are doing cams on opening weekend they have to contend with a larger audience like there's a good chance the person that cams this uh, I Am Groot thing is going to be in an empty theater, like, you know, like right. on week three. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, I wouldn't even say, like, someone who's going to cam, like, literally I can see any of my, my friends who have not gone yet, who, who just haven't had time and are going on a Tuesday, 
Um, see, so like literally film this and send it to me while they're watching the movie. I'm like, just just mm-hmm. hold your phone. No one's gonna care. Um, but yeah, it, it kind of sucks there. Now they all will. Uh, all five of these will drop um, on Disney Plus in August on August 10th. So the week before. Um, uh, was it She-Hulk? We will get to see them all. So do not be upset. You're not going back to Thor to see this again. Um, however, you know, be prepared for them to be literally on YouTube. Uh, what by maybe Tuesday, Wednesday of this week, uh, if we're lucky. I've already got. I've already seen four, or five versions of Thor: Love and Thunder in cams online. Anyway, Mike. So um, I, I can totally see this tagging on there. Uh, moving on, Ironheart. You mentioned her at the top of the show, right? Um, uh, I know it was before we started talking about how Ironheart is on some merchandise and how much she might be in the movie. Um, however, the show is still filming, uh, right? Or at least has been filming. So they have added actor Alden Ehrenreich, who is known to be Han Solo in the Solo movie, to the show. Uh, I think he's a great actor. I don't. I don't have a problem with him. He was also in what was it? Um, uh, oh, it was a. Uh, Shoot the move the movie about making movies in the twenties and he had like that weird cowboy accent the whole time. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've, I'll come back to it here in a minute. But like, <laughs> as an actor, what I've seen him in, I don't have a problem with him. I don't know what he's going to play. I don't know what he's going to do in this show. But um, I, I think that's that's good for him to be in it. So yeah, I think it just kind of shows you the uh, the insular. Uh, quality of Disney as a company, right? Like, hey, you know, we were here doing this Han Solo movie. What else you got on the plate? Uh, if you want to keep me, yeah. I might jump over the Warner Brothers, maybe, if you don't put me on yeah. something else. Yeah, I, I think he's a good actor, and, you know, again, I don't know what he's going to play, but, you know, adding more, um, you know, actors. We know to the MCU seems to be the process these days, right? Everyone's got a show. Everyone's getting a sh- getting on a show, so... Uh, yeah, we could do that because his counterpart to that, um, and so Amelia Clark, uh, was uh, is in Secret Invasion. Um, along that, uh, the villain in Solo is literally uh, the Vision. And um, have we got have we got Woody Harrelson in the MCU yet? We haven't, uh, have we? He is he's he was Venom. <laughs> I mean, that's no, not really no MCU. in the MCU, Mike. Please, <laughs> movies we want to watch. Um, uh, I actually forgot all about that till you said that, but that still doesn't make it right. Um, but yeah, that's great. Ironheart, I, I want to know more about the show. It sounds like it takes place after um, <coughs> Black Panther 2, right? So, um, you know, will she have a suit by then? I don't know. We'll talk about some more of that here in a little bit. Captain America 4 is, in fact, um, you know, filming. We talked about the director being hired last week, or not filming, coming up to fit, be a movie. Type of the director last week. I sent you a photo earlier this week, Mike, showing, um, I don't know the actress's name off the top of my head, but the, she plays Sharon Carter in the, um, uh, in, in the Falcon and Winter Soldier, you know, Captain America, Winter Soldier, Civil War, uh, on the poster with uh, Sam Wilson. So it makes me think um, she's going to be coming back for this movie. Um, I know that we said we really didn't care for her in the show, right? They kind of left her in a mm-hmm. weird spot. Um, she has more of a white suit on in this. It looks kind of like, to me, the Black Widow suit from the Black Widow movies, right? The white one. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently this design was for the Falcon and Winter Soldier show, and they just never used it on her. Or maybe they cut it. Um, so it looks like she will be probably, I'm going to guess, an antagonist in the upcoming movie. Now, we've heard all this stuff through r- reports online. I'm thinking San Diego Comic-Con, they're going to bring out officially who's in this movie and who's directing it on stage for us. Right. 
Yeah, I mean, the nice thing about San Diego Comic-Con next weekend is it'll be uh, it'll be a filter, right, for we know what's probably going to be at D23. You know, if we see a Black Panther 2 trailer at Comic-Con next weekend, we're probably not going to see a whole lot of Black Panther at uh, D23 in September. That would be my guess. So uh, well, maybe we'll, we'll use San Diego Comic-Con as the yeah. great filter. Yeah, I, I'd say Black Panther 2 is a bad example because the movie is coming out in November, but I know what you're saying. Like, um, you, they're not going to double dip on new announcements, right? They're not going to bring out the cast of, you know, here's our main people in, in you know, uh, you know, Captain America 4 uh, twice to, to do it. Um, but, yeah, I, I'd be very interested to see. I don't know where this movie is going to go. I don't know who the villain is going to be. Um, I, I, again, I don't, we don't know a lot about it, but this is going to be a very interesting, uh, film to be, to be out there. I think probably one of my bigger questions about Captain America four is, is this where, is this where Bucky is going to be relegated to, right? Is mm-hmm. this where his character is going to be attached? He's always going to be with Sam Wilson on his adventures. Is Bucky ever going to get an offshoot? Uh, is Bucky's kind of narrative kind of coming to a close, right? You know, if, Eventually, you gotta kind of gotta kill off heroes in your in your series to give it a little bit of an impact. I could definitely see, you know, Bucky doing like a be sacrificial thir- move. It'd be his third right? death. Yeah, at this at point. Some point in time. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. Like, where does Bucky go? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm way more interested in Bucky than I am uh, Sam Wilson, just because I just think the character is more interesting. Yeah. But I don't know. I, Captain America Four is going to be redemption for me. Like, yeah. please redeem Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Which I did not like, and make me like these characters yeah. once again. Like I don't, I used to. I, but I don't think the characters are the problem in that show. Right? I, I think we, we, we talked about the pacing. There's no villain. It, it's weird um, the whole way through. I, I think if you're gonna get the internet is the biggest attractor of the show, right? To to put it blunt, nobody wants on the internet the vocal minority wants a black Captain America. So how do you get those people to come buy the tickets? I think it's a great idea. It's worked in the comics for years. Um, but what's going to be the compelling pull, right, to, to try to convince the naysayers, hey, you're wrong, and they're not review bombing, this kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. those are the people who, like, give them, give them something they want uh, as the villain or as the story, and they'll probably be back on, on board. Um, I, I think it would be cool. This is no way in hell going to happen. What if you come to find out, you know, Hydra's still around or something, and they've cloned Steve Rogers. So you get an oh, evil God. Chris Evans as the villain. <laughs> Oh no! Oh. Don't do that, Chris. I would love that. that. I think I think it'd be fun. I think it'd be interesting. No, I think Chris Evans had such a great send off. Yeah. We don't. We, we don't need to. Yeah. I mean, you can you can throw him in what if. That's fine. But yeah. I think live action, he should let that. Rest. The, the the well, I disagree. The only thing I think people would be okay with him doing is uh, the returning all of the stones series on like Disney Plus. Like, hey, here's him actually going back and returning all the stones and his adventures in that before he he went back to the forties. Um, to see him like deal know. with the Red Skull again, uh, I it just I think it would just be a very like very episodic. Like here's one stone per episode, do six episodes, It'd be fun. On the flip side, I do think we will get a Fantastic Four announcement this weekend. I, I'm I'm feeling pretty confident in this, uh, based yeah, on I absolutely mean, no nothing, but still. Yeah, I mean good. the last time they said what anything officially about the Fantastic Four was. The previous Comic Con, right? Isn't that when they oh. teased? 
Where was that? It was, was that, what convention was that at? There, there uh, was an announcement like they're like we're doing it, we're doing Fantastic Four. Here's like a previs logo of what it's going to be, and that was it. Was that Disney Any, Plus? Anything thing? else? I don't even know what it was, Chris. But um, that's it, it's been a while. This is this is another milestone to do it. If we don't get it uh, at Comic Con, like I said, maybe D twenty three is the place we'll get it. Let's see here. Disney's thirst Disney Plus the the uh, presentation, the investor presentation in twenty twenty. Mm. That long ass day where we sat on on the stream all day. That was uh, a, that was a fun day. I it was it. a great day. I loved it. Um, <laughs> so um, the whole point is being there. John Watts has stepped away. He's doing his show on Disney Plus. Totally fine. Possibly coming back for more Spider Man. Totally fine. They need a new Fantastic Four director since John Watts has stepped away. Uh, this is not something you cast somebody new to do, right? This is a huge property. You want someone carrying this. This is a I think this is a multiverse of madness scenario, and the current rumor is that Marvel is courting Steven Spielberg himself to lead <laughs> and direct the Fantastic Four project. Oh my God! It would be funnier if it was Martin Scorsese, right? Oh my gosh! Use his own words and yeah. direct a Marvel movie. It would be very interesting from the the perspective of Steven Spielberg, right? So many directors, mm-hmm. which have uh, you know made their own Marvel movies, you know, all look up to him as a director uh, in some way yeah. or another. Uh, have got inspiration from him as his craft so like kind of getting the og in a sense to come in and do a marvel movie i don't i don't know right i feel like steven spielberg as his career has lengthened right his uh hits are starting to be outnumbered with misses right which is uh, i'm saying he's not the, talented I, at his craft i right? don't but, i don't think so i think his output's just less i i it, like what ready player one whether you like it or not was still his hit west side story um you know well, box office success, yeah. I, you know, is, is different. But that's what that's what Marvel wants. Success. That's what they want, though. Um, but but it, I mean, if you if you're looking at like you know, as most people in Hollywood do, they judge you based on your last thing. I've only heard stellar things about West Side Story, yeah, which you know came out just last year. So yeah, it would be it would be interesting, right? I I mean, what's like the next closest example to kind of one of these? I would. It's weird to say historic director, right? Because it's yeah. not like he's dead. You know, he's still. He, he's alive a story. I mean, storied, right? Like he he has yeah. decades maybe under like, his influence, but he's not. He's not old. Like well, maybe maybe. I mean, I guess Sam Raimi was it would be the next maybe like close equivalent mm-hmm. in the Marvel universe, but like Christopher Nolan. Possibly I said Nolan. Nolan was the first person in my head because he has so many movies, but he he doesn't have again the history like like Spielberg does. Um, and Spielberg, I think, has a better smattering of genre. Who has the genre coverage that Spielberg has, right? Like, you know, Ready Player One, Minority Report, Jurassic Park, Indi- I said Indiana Jones, um, you know, West Side Story, uh, Lincoln, you know, uh, Saving Private Ryan. Like, there's so many different things. Um, Jaws, even, right? Like, th- this guy has so many... I guess genres under his belt. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm and I'm sure even somebody like Kevin Feige, who is probably ultimately going to be the decider who gets this job, right, looks up to a director like Spielberg. I'm sure Feige for the last like 20 years has just been hiring people his junior, you know, and now he's got to kind of court some of these more like storied directors, mm-hmm. as you say. Uh, but at the same time, uh, if there's anybody that could say no to you when you yeah. give them notes, I feel like Steven Spielberg is that type mm-hmm. of guy. 
who have just like if he doesn't want to play ball within the MCU, right? If he doesn't want to yeah. you know, worry about where this is connecting. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's I, just, I don't. It's I don't big, think. It's, I don't think he'd say yes if that was the rules along the way, though. I don't yeah. think that's something they surprise him with. It's a big question mark. But yeah. if somebody said to me, Mike, would you be interested in watching a Marvel movie directed by Steven Spielberg? The answer is yes. Absolutely. I would yeah. <laughs> like if I was had some sort of an omni- omniscient power, I wouldn't say no. So yeah, uh, yeah I'd be curious to see how this goes. Yeah, I'm 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 just literally pulling up um, a list of influential directors, right? Like um, kind of along along the lines. Only a couple of them are still alive. <laughs> Martin Scorsese, again, uh, one of them. Um, still looking here. Um, you know, uh, I'm trying to figure. Out if, if Francis Ford Coppola, he he's still making movies, I believe. But you know. He's got the Godfather under his belt. Yeah, I don't. I don't know who I do. I think Spielberg would be a great, you know, knowing his history. I really enjoy his sci-fi stuff. Right, um, Jurassic Park, Minority Report, AI. Um, I, I think I think he'd be fantastic at some of these um, science fiction things, uh, movies, and and really drive the concepts home. I know. Um, does is he do? He's not doing Indiana Jones five. That is the guy who did Logan, um, mm. but you know. He doesn't have anything on his plate that I'm seeing here, so I think this would be a great, fantastic thing he's, to do. He's that. he's the type of man in his career where he is almost more of a producer than anything else, right? Mm-hmm. He just produces like literally everything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and and he, like with that authority, he comes, he can pick and choose his projects. He doesn't mm-hmm. he doesn't need Marvel to make or break him at this point in his career. But by God, watching a, a Fantastic Four trilogy from Spielberg. Or at least a 1960s set Fantastic Four directed by him would just be awesome. Um, I, I think this would be a slap in the face to the um, Star Wars sequel trilogy who got J.J. Uh, Abrams, who's a wannabe Spielberg, to do. <laughs> so, um, yeah, if anything else comes out next weekend, obviously we'll cover it. But I think that's a – if that was, like, the, the and one more thing – scenario mm. i would not that like that would be awesome that'd be a fantastic announcement mm. yeah they have him walk out on stage he's yeah. there yeah People lose their goddamn minds and, and, and possibly maybe even some cast like hey mm. we're, we've at the point where we have cast yeah. i so. did see some rumored casting news for mr fantastic the yeah. actor looked familiar but i, I wasn't so it's the guy from the familiar. the show you on netflix Oh, that's why he looked familiar. Yeah. I've never watched you, but you know yeah. it's pervasive enough to where I've seen photos of the cast yeah. like over the years. So that he he's a top uh, fan favorite to be to be that that role now. Gotcha. Knowing Krasinski probably won't return as it after his uh, you know little outing. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Fantastic Four, you can't say Fantastic Four without thinking of Doctor Victor Von Doom himself. Mm-hmm. And this week, in the most obscure piece of news uh, that crossed my thing, is a rumored first look at the villain uh, in an upcoming MCU movie. Um, looking at this, I'm pretty sure we've determined it as concept art or a previs, mm. right? Um, very much so. I cannot tell where he is or who he's with, um, but I will tell you this is a classic Doom look. Um, yes by far it's it's almost so classic we don't i feel like we have to be careful yeah how much we even take from it right because 
I feel like when it comes to like the pre-visualization and pre-production for these movies, right? Marvel gets these amazing illustrators and they sit down and they say, "Hey, just just see what you come up with," right? They don't even really have a direction on what the character is supposed to be doing or supposed to be looking like, right? Like if you get any of these art of Marvel books or if you follow any of these illustrators on social media, they will share their art a lot of the time, and it's like, "Oh, here's my first pass on, you know, you know, Ant-Man back in the day before mm-hmm. we knew what he was going to look like, right? So this very much could just be what we're looking at here. Yeah. Uh, an artist got an assignment to be like, draw Doom, like, in the MCU. Do whatever you want to do. So someone's like, okay, well, my first pass, let's do the classic Doom. Like, if I took him right out of the comic book, what would he possibly look like? And, like, if you want to, I guess, authentic, authentic authenticate you know the concept art in a way i feel like if you kind of look at these server racks in the background right or if you yeah. maybe look at some of the other visual language it kind of it feels like mcu right i feel like this is kind it, of what yeah technology usually or, or hardware looks like when i'm watching an mcu it, movie it also kind of reminds me like to me i first thought of like claw's ship with the vibranium in in age of ultron a little bit yeah looking at it like it it does feel very much the background is there this this character um it reminds me of um Jimmy Woo from WandaVision and Ant-Man and the Wasp kind of oh, from the, the back char- the the character that is kind of being like force yeah. so cold in a way yeah. uh, I mean I'm I don't think that's exactly what's happening yeah, yeah they're kind of in like a fitted modern hoodie with a, a modern kind of hairline cut yep. in the in the back of their head so yeah this is definitely leaning towards like this was drawn within like you know like the last mm-hmm. year or two right so I, I when this came out, there is from the original the, the I guess the poster from the the admins on this did say which film this should appear in. Now, do you want to know what that is well, to kind of add the, some uh, some where it could appear at, like how close well, I mean, this is? The two rumors that I've been seeing is uh, She Hulk or Black Panther. Yes. Right. What are those two going to be? And those are the two most uh, probably the high profile Marvel. That's all we is coming coming out this that's year. That's all right? we that's all we have left that we yeah, know of. Yeah. yeah, unless there's one that I'm missing, right? So it makes the most sense, I think, in Black Panther because we've even spitballed this between the two of us before, and you know, in the past years, right? You know, if you're putting Namor and his kingdom against Black Panther and Wakanda, you know, what other kind of kingdom could you yep. throw out there? Oh, you got Doom. So that makes yeah. the most sense. It, like, can't like can't you already imagine the post credit scenes for Black Panther in your head and it's yeah. Doom, right? I mean, right. what he's the what, one pulling what, 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 the strings the whole time. Yeah. I can't think of a more perfect way to introduce Doom than in a post credit scene. I mean, it just seems like you got Thanos DNA in there ready to go. Yeah. Uh, that would be my guess. Doom almost seems like too big of a character to show in She-Hulk, but possibly teased, right? You know, we thought that we were seeing, like, Von Doom, like, donut boxes or whatever in in one of those early trailers for Moon Knight. So maybe maybe She-Hulk is where we see, like, you know, the first, like, thing of, like, Victor Von something, but it's like blurred off, and it's like a newspaper on the well, floor in the background. Well, I, I think I well know. the opportunity with She Hulk, and, and that's not the way I thought you were going. Is that it is a sovereign nation that provo- that does not do extradition, right? So uh, if someone's so running from La- She Hulk legally, they would go to Latveria and ask Doom uh, for help, or like, hey, can it, may I stay here as refuge, um, or just casually drop the term Latveria yeah. in She Hulk, and then you know, kind of just setting the seeds. Either yeah. way, we want. Doom Doom is the most untapped yeah. villain right now, probably outside of somebody like a Magneto, which 
you have to establish, you know, mutants first. Right. We'll talk a little bit here at the end of the show. Yeah, um, and villain villains of this caliber in the MCU are uh, there. There are a few staples, right? It's a couple tent poles. Doom is one of them, mm-hmm. uh, obviously. And if, uh, I, if I if I had like to pitch like my own Doom, like I just I just want to see a guy who is kind of like ruling this like Eastern European nation, and he's just. From his point of view, right, he's just, like, seeing the world fall apart around him, right? Half of his country disappeared and then came back, and uh, we have all of these different invaders, these different superpowers, and he's just this little, this relatively little country, and they, they got nothing to hang their hat on, right? So maybe he courts, like, some sort of magical spell or something, or maybe he finds some sort of cosmic thing that imbues his army, uh, I just feel like there's a narrative there, right, where you can paint Doom as, like, a bad guy, but also he's a good guy in the sense of he's just looking out for his own mm-hmm. country. So you can kind of paint those shades of gray in there, if you will. So I think yeah. they got a lot of opportunity here with yeah. this character. Well, to me, I'm going to go a little bit a little, little farther out and say that maybe Latveria is another hidden country. Um, oh, Wakanda has cool. been a hidden country, right? No one knew about it until they came out publicly. Or, or it was, but it was just a bunch of fields, right? Um, maybe Latveria is a country underdeveloped, but un- this is the underground, underneath Latveria is where the the actual country thrives. Um, if if it's in Black Panther, I'm going to assume Black Panther before She Hulk to see Doom. Um, is that you know what? Our Atlantis is another nation that exists from the public eye that doesn't that is not known. So mm-hmm. you know he could be the the person's like look. For me to remain hidden, I need to put these other two hidden countries at war with each other, uh, and then that's the end credit scene kind of things. Like, ah, uh, you know, um, it it was me the whole time kind of deal. But um, I don't know who he's revealing it to. Um, if I guess visually, if the look comes down to this classic Doom look, which we have to take with a grain of salt, maybe it's more traditional of his nation rather than what kind of person he is, right? As the leader of Latveria over the years, you have to wear this outfit because it's part of the role you play. Um, yeah. Because this is literally, he's got the big metal things on his chest with a chain between them and the belt buckle that's like, what, five inches wide there across his belt. Um, and possibly, is that like an Iron Man-esque armor on his arms? Like, I don't think he's covered in metal Uh you know, like the comic yeah, book version I mean, sometimes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, do we see, like, Vibranium kind of, like, come back into fold, right? Maybe mm-hmm. that's uh, an invasion reason yeah. for Latveria and, to take take on yeah. Wakanda. They got all the Vibranium. And he's got, like, hinges in his armor here, right? It looks more, not modular, but, like, what am I looking for here? Um, it's got very movable sections of his armor. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe, maybe he is a black market person as well. Like, he's seely buying old Iron Man stuff on, on the black market, infusing it with Black Panther claws that maybe looks like on his arm there. I don't know. Uh, but I want to know. That's the best part <laughs> about this. I want to see how they do it. Uh, and not, you know, um, like they've done Doctor Doom in the past, which made him look like he had what covered in melted trash bags from your local Kroger yeah. in the last one. Yeah, I mean, if, if we're pitching this perfect idea of him showing up in a post-credit scene of Black Panther, I doubt we get any more of this at Comic-Con or D23, right? Yeah. You want to re- keep that a secret, even if it's, like, so heavily rumored that you, you even have, like, an actor out there or something that's already said, like, oh, yeah, I'm playing, like, Doom. You still want that reveal to be as, as, as hidden as possible. So I, I don't expect to see much more from Doom until 
November, right? That's when Black yeah, Panther yeah, November, launched. November, early, gotcha. early yeah. November. Um, so yeah, I don't think so either. But it's fun to see it and see that they're they are literally trying to be close to the comics as possible, right? They're not reinventing the wheel here. Mm-hmm. Uh, to again to make him look like melt the trash bag so take a look at that link obviously it's in our show notes uh as always speaking of black panther new merchandise uh leaks show um the iron heart armor we covered last week um the okoye and shuri images that we've seen before merged and added on uh nakia with her own little set of green armor so everyone here has their own color to distinguish them uh, from but you know it's very interesting to to see them all together on a shirt that says Wakanda Forever, really pushing the uh, female empowerment of of Black Panther too because obviously Chadwick Boseman has passed they've not recast him he will probably not be a big part of this movie. Uh, also, just big confirmation here if you didn't need it already that Ironheart will be debuting yeah in with, Black Panther with a V one armor meaning her show might be more advanced armor along the way right yes, we're not going to get exactly. a show about her armor she will get it, she will obviously have it here if this is you know going to yeah come uh, Chris uh, uh, luckily spared me um, a synopsis that leaked for Black Panther uh, the other week so I'm sure he knows a little bit more than uh, the general uh, listeners out there do. So we'll do our best to keep it secret and not spoil too much. But uh, it does seem like Ironheart is going to be a component of Black Panther uh, Wakanda Forever, as will Namor as well. It seems like that this is kind of the components of the film that are laddering up. Uh, you know, we haven't heard a lot of whiffs for rumors, at least of doom being an antagonist i mean that would be a big late game reveal right yeah but uh the 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 news out there on the wire is that uh marvel's hall h panel next week we will see that black panther trailer and if you if you're worried that like oh i'm not gonna be at hall h i'm not gonna see it it, as far as i can tell with the release date being so close right that this is going to be the premiere of the trailer Mm -hmm. they do this all the time right it premieres in hall h and then the marketing team uh that runs disney's youtube channel they they post that trailer the second hall h gets it as well so i think everyone's going to be able to see the black panther trailer uh by this time next week for sure so we're going to get a lot of uh information i believe out of that yeah 100 percent. i again i would be very surprised if that's not the first she hulk might be the first thing but if if black panther isn't the second thing they do because they go in chronological order i'll be very surprised yeah we are like what a month i think we're almost like exactly like a month away from she hulk yep, right yep august 17th uh, so yeah we, yeah I, I i bet she hulk will be first a new trailer for that black panther first trailer um I, I honestly you know if they don't do a black panther trailer next weekend there'll be leaked footage of it uh we'll find it but i think they could possibly wait a little bit longer but uh, we're gonna get some confirmation i i if they don't bring up again the actor who is playing namor on stage again it's gonna blow my mind <laughs> like i it's one of those things i think they're gonna do it again because that that yeah. was huge for him three years ago when they brought everybody up uh, on stage there so do you well, have any? Do you do you have any like dark horse wishes? Right. Yeah. Um, not maybe not necessarily brand new things announced, but do you think we're gonna get updates on anything? Uh, like, I I would love to hear just a little bit more about uh, Blade because that yeah. was the big announcement last Comic Con, which was now three like what three years ago? My, three years my ago this weekend. Right? Yep. Um, yeah, I, I'd like to get some Blade news. I I agree. Blade would be fantastic. Uh, other than a voiceover at the end of Eternals. Mm-hmm. Um, I think 
you know, to me, speaking of Eternals, what is the next Eternals? Is there one, or is it where are these characters gonna go? Um, because they've we've seen Kingo's name pop up in Miss Marvel. I'm pretty sure he's gonna pop up in the next Loki based on a poster. Uh, what what are these Eternal characters um, at and going? Because they split them into two different groups, right? They they went two different. Or there's a the one with the Celestials and the other one in the ship out in space. So I I honestly, despite you know that one being very low on our list for Phase Four they they put it out there for a reason and now those seeds need to grow a little bit and and give us some fruit from them um i think the other thing for phase you know phase five or whatever announcements is it is doctor like go ahead and give us doctor strange three and not make us wait six years in between movies um (laughs) like that i think that would be fantastic for them to go ahead and be like all right doctor strange three here you go uh, we either get Sam Raimi back, or we have you know we're working on you know a director, but like here's a date for it kind of thing, um, or it, here we're going to announce it down the road. So uh, I don't I don't think honestly I want to see the some of Phase Four start paying off pretty soon, right? I don't want to wait again for forever. So that's my dark horse wishes, Mike. Uh, off the top of my head, what what are you thinking? Yeah, well, the Blade one would be great. Yeah. Uh, like we said, uh, probably not going to be seeing anything from uh, Doom. I would like one brand new thing announced. Mm-hmm. That would be great. Uh, I don't know. Something that we don't, we've never even heard of. Wasn't even out there in, in the ether. Brand new character. Like, Chris, would you lose your collective mind if they threw up a logo of Sentry? You oh, know, God. No yeah. TBA yeah. date. You know, just like, just say, hey, we're working on it. I mean... Yeah. He's like a he's like a big character they haven't really tapped yet, and it seems like well, uh, WB's not using Superman, so <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, something like that, just something brand new yeah. that we can sink our teeth into would mm-hmm. be great. Well, um, what what if it was possibly the X Men, the first X Men announcement? Would that uh, cover that? I mean, if it's not going to be at Comic Con, we you know, like we said. We got two big conventions. Yeah. I would be very surprised if there was not some sort yeah. of acknowledgement of of mutants or next men yeah. in, the, in these two big conventions. That are maybe get Steven Spielberg for the X Men movie. Mm. Nah, I don't know. All right, well, let's move on to our last bit here, Miss Marvel, the season wrap up. If you've not watched the show, go watch it. Come back, listen. Um, if not, you know, you you want to watch this. There, there's no reason you wouldn't want to watch this show. You should watch every Marvel show, whether they're good or bad. They're all going to pay off eventually. You're going to have to watch them eventually. So, so Miss Marvel, we are doing our season one wrap up here uh, and, and talk about. So, spoilers, full spoilers ahead, Mike. Ready? Yes. You've watched Chris this, right? Here. Okay, because I, yes. I was like, yeah. Uh, so, Chris out here telling you to take your medicine, <laughs> whether yeah. we like it or not. you got to watch this stuff. you got to watch this stuff to be in the know. I think, um, for me, because you very much said it earlier, Miss Marvel is one of my top two uh, Disney Plus shows by a long shot. And, uh, you know, people will agree, they'll disagree, whatever. They're, the biggest flaw of the show is, like, every other Disney Plus show, Mike. I think you can agree. The villains are non-existent, little to non-existent, right? Um, mm. There's hardly any villains here. However, as a, a little bit of an origin story for the character, getting her bangles, having a fun time. This the show is absolutely fun throughout. It's colorful. It's full of culture uh, for people from Pakistan and, you know, Hinduism. Uh, really, um, really loved all of that. It feels like a different show, but I also love how they kind of embrace, uh, to me, Spider-Man Homecoming vibes, right? Like the, the 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 dynamic texting in the screens, 
the artwork, the style, the, the music was really fun. I, I songs I've never heard. I feel like uh, the music really, really captured me. And I had a really great time with it. Uh, but like any other Disney show, it's not perfect. None of them were perfect. They all are mm-hmm. way too short for what they're trying to do um, and move way too made too fast. Um, at, at the end of the day, I, th- I think people are always going to talk about the ending scene, right? Uh, that was mm-hmm. not not the post credit scene, but like the first ending scene, if you will, where uh, um, what's his name? His name starts with a B. I'm gonna I'm gonna ruin it. It's not Brian. He, he called him Brian to make fun, on accident the whole time. Um, but his friend said, was "Hey, it Br- was it Bruno? Bruno, yeah, Bruno. Uh, he, you know, you have um some sort of mutation, and obviously that doesn't mean anything. That doesn't say mutant." But they play the X Men '97 theme song, like the little and you're like, oh fuck! Like literally in that moment, I was like, I didn't just hear that, right? Like I'm not having a stroke here on the couch, like <laughs> thinking, like I did that to myself. Like um, I played that in my head when I heard the word mutation. Went back, listen. Of course, they did. People will talk about that forever. But you know, as a story with you know, um, heart family set the kids. It's PG, not PG thirteen. This is a really, really fun show for me, and I, I was really thrilled to see it. And um, the ending definitely put some some ideas in my head about where this is going to go and what her actual powers originate from uh, as well. So, yeah, well, I, I feel like I could start off by saying definitely positive things about the show because uh, the actress which they recruited to play Kamala is great. She's infectious, right? You know, they just did – the they just did what they needed to do right there just by casting her you know this almost kind of actually mirrors a little bit with the uh with the captain marvel movie right where they just were trying to launch brie larson as the character in the universe and they did that successfully whether or not the story was super compelling uh and i feel a similar way here where we have successfully launched the character of miss marvel she's she's just great to watch on screen She's uh she's very infectious. I love her whole family dynamic. It's just great, and I love her cultural background as well. I I feel like I, I, this is almost weird. Like I don't want to call myself out by saying I don't know my w- world history, but I feel like I learned a lot about the history of <laughs> India and yeah. Pakistan with this show. I could say something very similar when it comes to uh, like Black Wall Street in Tulsa with the uh, with the HBO um, uh, Watchmen show, yep. right? Yep. So I I think this is always great when a TV show can just elevate you culturally right you might just say like this stuff is just like dumb boring superhero stuff like you know that's not really pushing the envelope but the fact that they can just take kind of like a very casual western audience and just educate you on something that you would never seek out on your own i think is really positive is not only did they kind of develop the story around it like i thought the second to last episode maybe was one of my favorites of the show because i loved kind of like going uh back in time Mm -hmm. and kind of like seeing uh her was it her, it her grandmother. great grandmother? Right? Great grandmother, yeah. Through, great grandmother, yeah. Yeah, and going through that journey, and then Kamala, like, seemed, I guess, as they are stating, did some sort yep. of time travel. Like, she was the reason that they. Her, her grandmother her found her, her. Grandmother, yeah, made it back. I'm trying to get the family yeah. lineage there in my Their head. names so are I, very I, similar, too, along the way. So that, that didn't help uh, from, from a cultural point of view. I'm like. Who's Aisha and who's the, the, the nicknames <laughs> yeah. are all over the, the, the same Nani and Beta and all that fun stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. So I, I thought all I thought those things together was strong enough for me to say the show was successful and I overall enjoyed it. But there's definitely some things that I did not like. Uh, like you said, Chris, the villains are kind of either non-existence or an afterthought. Like when the um, 
when the uh, the the bad woman, like I don't remember her name, when she kind of mm-hmm. turned into a skeleton, which was a jarring effect, but it was kind of funny. Like I was like, ha, they turned into skeletons. I just thought it was really funny yeah. when it happened. It, it, well, like, they also kind of did like a, 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 I'd say maybe a jab or an homage to the to the um, Inhumans crystallization effect. Yeah, maybe. That's actually, I kind of got that vibe a little bit from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. when we got to see that. But when she died and she went away, like, I felt literally nothing. I didn't really care. I wasn't really connected to the character. And also, it it didn't really seem like much of a triumph either. Like, Kamala didn't defeat her. She just Mm -hmm. kind of defeated herself in a way. So, yeah, villain's not much to take home. And then, even in the last episode, we kind of fall back on Marvel's favorite thing to do, which is palette swap the villain, Mm -hmm. right? Now we have uh, somebody doing their crystal powers, but, oh, but the crystals are a little bit of a different color. Uh, But they're just not as good at uh, controlling them, so that's how our hero gets the upper hand. So that was all, and it's kind of like, okay, whatever. Uh, And then if we just have to go ahead and jump into the mutant thing, we talked a lot about a little this offline uh, before we started recording the show earlier this week, but the mutants, the mutant line did not hit me uh, like it hit you. Um, And I'm not, that's not an indictment of anybody that really enjoyed it. Uh, But to me, it it kind of fell flat in two ways of, we got the X-Men theme already just a couple of weeks ago in this Dr. Strange Mm -hmm. show. So the the riff just wasn't as special to me. I'm not saying it wasn't a clever way to add it in, right? But it just hit me less hard than if I, this was the first time I was hearing it, right? And then to add a little bit of backstory to it, there's a quote out there from the creator of the show where she was basically kind of saying, oh, Kevin Feige called us up and basically blessed us and said, you're it. You're the show that's finally going to get to say mutants, right? It's going to be you. So she was very, very, very grateful that they are the ones that kind of gets to deliver this big thing into the universe. And dropping it in a Disney Plus show, I don't think it's necessarily bad strategically, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Like we were saying earlier with uh, She-Hulk, right? You know, lay the seeds in a Disney Plus show and then maybe go big with the reveal in a film. I don't think that's necessarily a bad strategy. But two things really bug me here. One is uh, I understand Bruno is this smart guy, right? You know, I hand-waved it a little bit when he was building some of this tech stuff in a way because, okay, we've seen, like, these teens do some smart stuff. Even when I rewatch Spider-Man No Way Home, it's still a little hard for me to believe that Tom Holland's Peter Parker can, like, jump into, like, Tony Stark's, like, condo lab and build all of these, like, super microchip stuff. But I can kind of hand-wave it in a way of, like, you know, we've got to experience Peter Parker for a while now, so, you know, we like it. But Bruno, I can't believe that Bruno has any sort of microbiology background and can identify mutant genes in any way, right? We've only established him as a smart guy with technology. Like, you can't just... Oh, you can't just hand wave that he's smart and he can, oh, I've looked at the genetics of your family and it looks different. To me, that, that, yeah. that was just a step too far for believability from my point of view. Well, I don't know. What did you think specifically about no, him being able to identify the mutant gene? Totally fine. Because he doesn't say mutant. He says mutation. I, th- I think by you saying he said they're mutants is a way oversimplification. Like, yeah, they're mutants in the MCU. Yeah. No, he but just says you have tie When you tie it with the X-Men theme but, song, but the, you're, yeah, you're all but Right, saying. but he's not saying you're mutants and here's your mutant power. I, I think saying, why does her brother, can her brother, it, it was a fair question, can her brother use this band? Like, who, is it just her who can use the band or is it anybody? Fair question, right? Like, like it, was it just dumb luck that she found them along the way, right? Like, well, it, I, it's I like dumb luck that Captain America was, you know, was able to use the symbols only one of him. 
So I think the fair question is like, can he use it? We looked at biology to say, no, it's, it, he can't use it because it's well, different. And you're not like I, a normal person. I'm not necessarily saying it's a bad question whether her brother could use it. But as of right now, we haven't really seen that as an issue. Right. It's not like we've seen her brother and Kamala literally up against the corner. Kamala's like knocked unconscious well, and the bangle's just there ready for him to put it well, on. I, but like I don't think we you need... In, I don't, think you, need, I don't think you, know? you need that situation. I think her brother being there, which was a part of, of, of her, her family, I think he was there in the final fight even with this. I think it's fine. Like, you know, but, even Cameron um, is, is part – like the whole bloodline is if you're one of the clandestines, right? So it's, it's a fair question to ask. But it's fine. I, I can hand wave it because literally it's it's – there are gods and monsters and other things in this universe. It's she's from another dimension. I can hand wave another kid being smart and just looking at blood. It's fine for yeah. me. I'm I'm not losing sleep yeah, over it. For me, the for me the last thing was, and I alluded to it uh, already to you. Uh, I think it was on like Friday when we were chatting about it. To me, Kamala, you know, whether or not you want to say she's mutant or not, they say mutation. I think yeah. they're heavily implying it in a way. It just seems like a hat on a hat. I just watched yeah. six episodes explaining where she gets her powers from, right? They wrote this whole brand new story, right? Because they did not want to do Inhumans, which was fine. There's there's no mm-hmm. nothing that's rubbing and, the wrong way if they want to well, create a new origin and, for her, right? Well, let me, so they're kind of creating this idea of Jen right there. And then all of a sudden we have, okay, I see it. I see exactly how you made her character, where she's getting her powers from, this whole origin, this family and lineage. Why does she also have to be a mutant? It just doesn't make any sense. Like, it's just, it's a hat on a hat. I don't get it. It's just, I'm not saying it's going to be too complicated. I'm not going to be able to follow it, right? But, like, it just seems totally unnecessary. There, there are two things here. First, uh, I agree with you. As an Inhumans fan, I agree. The original creator of this, uh, Amon something, I can't even name, and, and G. Willow Wilson, wanted her to be a mutant, but at that time... Um, Kevin Feige wasn't in control yet of Marvel, and they were, like, warring with Fox over mutants. So they, um, Marvel Comics said, no, she has to be an inhuman uh, if she wants mm-hmm. her powers. So her coming back to be a mutant, uh, having a mutation, totally fine with that. Doesn't bother me as, a, as an Inhumans fan, um, as long as, you know, s- stuff's still there. The other part of that ties into the end credits, I believe. Her wrist powers, I don't believe, come to her because she's a djinn. I believe those are, as we saw on the blue person early on, remember it was in episode three, I believe, they got him off a blue wrist of a decap, mm-hmm. of, of not decapitated, a dismembered arm. At the end of the episode, she swaps places with Captain Marvel, wherever she was in the universe. These are alluding to that these items are Marvel Comics negabands. Negabands are um, things, uh, the original Captain Marvel, not, not, um, Carol Danvers, the original Captain Marvel in the, mm-hmm. the comics had. And Rick Jones, I don't know if you're familiar with Rick Jones. He's essentially, mm-hmm. um, he was essentially the Hulk's, like, Bucky Barnes for a while there. Uh, like, his, his his sidekick. So, whenever Rick Jones hit the bangles together, he would physically trade places with Captain Marvel. Um, kind of like he was, like, becoming him. But it, we come to find out he was just, like, literally being sent to where Captain Marvel was and, and changing places. So I believe that her, it will come down that we'll find out that she can possibly do her powers, become a polymorph with her mutation, but right now she's channeling it through these negabands um, early on in, in, in her life. So the negabands, we'll see at the end of this uh, trade place, Captain Marvel was, we don't know where, and now Miss uh, 
Kamala is there. Captain Marvel's on Earth in her bedroom. The next movie we'll see them in is the Marvels, right? Because it said Kamala Khan will return in the Marvels. I think we're going to find out the bands aren't part of her power set because they stole them from the Kree and she was able to channel her negative. Or what, what uh, was <sighs> it? The newer dimension power through them. Her yeah. mutation now, will become I, something else later. I, I'm not saying what you, what you're saying like doesn't make sense or it doesn't lock up, yeah. but like now, like the, a character is being pitched with three different power sets. Which she's got the yeah. Jin Nor power. She's got this bracelet that's channeling Kree stuff, and then she's also got this mutation on it. It's like, what is she just gonna have everything? Like, give her the superhero mm-hmm. soldier serum while you're at it. Might as well have them be on the same spaceship with the Fantastic Four when they get it, hit by the cosmic rays. Just load it all onto her. I don't. Mind. I don't it know just, if it she just ha- seems. It just seems crazy. I don't know if she has any newer slash gen powers, though. That's the thing. I don't think anything is giving her those abilities. Um, whereas I think the other kid got some. But, like, I don't think she has any newer abilities. Anything she was doing was solely with her bracelet. Um, and I think those will probably be removed in the next movie. And I would, I'll be damned if I'm not surprised if they make her and actually, like, her body transforms in the next movie. Uh, like, goes full on, like, you don't need these. You can become whatever you want by m- becoming what the polymorph, right? That we've seen in like the Avengers games and comic books. Yeah. Uh, at the end of I it. mean, er, when we were talking about uh, Miss Marvel earlier when the show was uh, premiering, I was saying that, you know, I wasn't really on board with the crystal powers really in any way. And we got a big crystal explosion, you know, in that last episode when we had two kind of crystal foes fighting each other. And like the more crystals didn't make it any better for me either. Mm-hmm. I, I did kind of like the gymnastics that it takes for her to move around through the city with the crystals. Like, her yeah. running on the platforms, that was fun. I just thought it was visually exciting. But the combat with it, it oh. just was just kind of like, eh, this feels like a, a less entertaining Green Lantern mm-hmm. in a way, right? Where, like, oh, you don't – you really only know how to make a fist, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm not saying, like, even if she could make, like, I don't know, something like an anvil, it would be more exciting, but – yeah, if there was a, a future where they abandoned crystal energy in a way, but it just seems like they just put so much effort into laying yeah. down that line. Like, why would you just abandon it, it already? If, and I don't it, know. Yeah, and if they keep it, I think it's fine. They just got to refine it, and I think she needs training, right? I think, you know, as a kid, she doesn't know what she's doing with it. She's just throwing out crystals as she's doing it. But it would be fun to see her possibly do her, like, her, like her drawings, like her little, like, you know, things that she does, and convert those into crystals. Like, hey... Now I'm, like, creating things from my mind with them to become, like you said, more fun. Like an anvil, a big hammer or something. Um, a huge baseball bat. I don't know. Uh, yeah, to but fight with. All, of that being, all of that being said, it's obvious if you hear the tone of my voice that all of these things, like, really yeah. annoyed me. And uh, I wasn't really particularly excited to see any of them. But I still, overall, am positive on the show because, like I said, the things that I liked were so good. So, like... Kind of like when a part of the story or the show was like getting me down, I would just imagine her in the future, like, right? Mm. In like a young Avengers like setting, right? Palling around with other super powered people. Like, I'm excited for that yeah. thing in particular. I, so, I'm very that's excited. What I'm, looking for. I'm very excited to see her actual Captain Marvel and um, Spectrum team up with their abilities being very different, right? Um, more mm-hmm. so than I thought they were. Um, because if she's from the newer light dimension and there's a character called Spectrum who can see the spectrums of light, correct? Like, or, or wavelengths, it, you know, and then tie them with Captain Marvel who's, uh, you know, Tesseract powered. I, I think there's a lot of opportunity for her to be a great addition to the upcoming movie. Um, 
and see her interact with all these, especially because, like you said, the actress, you know, Aman Verlani, she's very much a plays that fangirl, plays that excited youth really, really well across the board. Mm. Um, and then at the end of the post credit scene in the bedroom uh, was filmed by Nia DaCosta, who is the director of the Marvels. So with Brie Larson in there, um, and and I'm on. She was she directed it, so I, I think it's a, a fun little quote unquote Easter egg, I guess, in the end of it um, to 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 bring up, I guess, um, because it was that was fun. But overall, I, I think to me, people who are on the fence on this, you know, watch it in one go, you'll have a good time. I, I don't think there's there's way more good than bad uh for for everyone to find in this this series uh-huh. and and they can enjoy it because i think a lot of people are like oh, i don't know about miss marvel i'm like yeah but by the time i was done I'm like this is way better than even i expected to be and i think that's why i hold it up so high because yeah i had middle of the road expectations being an inhumans person knowing her in the comic books but how the the heart and soul and stuff they put into this show really come across throughout so yeah overall success yeah would yeah. recommend it which uh, I'm pleasantly surprised to be able to say. Yeah. So looking forward to her her new adventures, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I th- her on the big screen, right? We've yeah. only seen her on the small screen. Yeah, I think I think I think that'll be that'll be great. And you know, honestly, um, despite all the articles about Marvel and VFX uh, artists this week um, not being good, I, I I think if she has her crystal powers, having the movie studio um, budget probably might make them look better for you along the way there. Yeah, maybe, maybe, um, and then. The other thing before we get, you did send me this TikTok about the how all these MCU Phase Four things were filmed this week, um, right? About the the they were oh, all filmed yeah. all at the there same time. This, uh, there was this uh, TikToker which I really appreciated because uh, she did the homework. Yeah, which I love it when people have opinions and they do the homework. And her name is, I believe it's Mac M A C Mac Reacts. Mac Reacts. So yeah. if, you, if you if you Google that, I think you can find her on TikTok. She sat down and did the homework and looked up all of the production schedules, and she did all of these different sources to see when all of these Disney Plus shows were filming and when they were in production, and uh, just to see, you know, if you have a particular opinion at the, about the Disney Plus TV shows. Uh, maybe having similar issues or maybe even similar um, bonuses, things that you like, right? It's because they were all made, like, at the same time. Yeah. Like, we're not just talking about Loki and WandaVision and maybe uh, after those ended, they started kicking up and working on Hawkeye. Like, no, like, all of these shows were almost all made within the same window. Like, they were either in pre-production or production or post-production, kind of, like, all around, like, the same time. Uh, so... It's if 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 Feige is the uh, is the super producer that we know and love, and is also looking back out at the audience and responding to feedback, right? We can only assume that after She-Hulk, because yeah. I think it went that production cycle went all the way up yeah. to She-Hulk. Whatever is coming out after She-Hulk could theoretically be kind of adapting to maybe some of the criticisms that have been out there for the shows. And it could just be more of like practical things, right? Like, oh, maybe we want to add one or two episodes to the order so it doesn't seem like a stretched out movie or like a rushed series in a way. Or maybe they are going to look at the the movie and streaming landscape a little bit more and like pivot and, you know, let's, you know, call back to stuff that we've done already in the Disney Plus. So there is hope out on the horizon because as of right now, if I look at the Disney Plus Marvel landscape, I would say I'm very lukewarm on it overall. There's definitely stuff in there that I like. I can remember moments sitting on the couch and going like, oh, this is crazy. I can't believe I'm seeing this. But 
can think of plenty of other moments where I'm practically rolling my eyes. So uh, this is hopefully good that after She-Hulk, you know, even though I have high hopes for She-Hulk and I still think it could be good, whatever we get oh. after She-Hulk, we could be seeing some new pivots from right. like Marvel Corp when it comes to these shows. Yeah. So, you know, if, you know, if you're, if you're feeling well, the same way, there's, there's well, no I, th- I think that. also, and, and I brought this up is the release schedule should have been added to her research because one of the important parts is this WandaVision, which would have actually ended the day before Dr. Strange in the multiverse of madness, not a year and a month or two. Right. <laughs> so could you imagine watching WandaVision on, on a, you know, the Wednesday before and then going into Doctor Strange the next week and seeing that Man, movie. It does make me wonder, though, would that been even of a harder pivot, yeah. right? Because Wanda almost ends on, like, a very optimistic, hopeful mm-hmm. note, in a way, for somebody that just yeah. went through such a huge tragedy. Not, with, not with the Darkhold. Not like, with that Darkhold scene, though. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, they're explaining a lot of this on the Darkhold, but, like, the Darkhold's kind of sprung on us for the most part yeah. if you weren't really watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in a well, way. But, but still, so, like, but I think there are also scenes they cut from Doctor Strange that would have tied into this more. Like, there's a whole yeah. scene where, um, a whole action scene where she is hunting Mordo in six one or in the actual, like, movie universe, the, the regular mm-hmm. Mordo, and kills him. Uh, because he's she's, he's trying to get the dark hold from her. I didn't know that. Yep. <laughs> that that actually would have been a really that's good in, addition to the movie. That's in some posters. That's how the movie would have cold opened. Would uh, would have been her hunting Mordo and Mordo, I guess, doing his no more thing. That's why we don't see him in the movie. Um, but at the same time, you know, they would have been able to make the movie to work in that a little bit better. Um, but because of the, you know, I think it's there's more things they could do to tie in together, right? Falcon Winter Soldier mm-hmm. ended a year and a half ago. And uh, almost a year and three months, and like they're like, oh, we're gonna get Captain America four. Well, they haven't even really given us anything on Captain America four. Like, I, I wish these would hurry up a little bit faster and and tie into things. Like, the ending of this show literally ties to the Marvels, which is next summer. So we're like, mm-hmm. oh, we gotta wait another year. Like now we're in a waiting game, and I, I wish they would. You know, that's the best part of the MC things that they. they they always they don't lead into the next thing, but they kind of give you some hope, right? For the next, oh, like we know where this is going right now. Nobody knows where this is going because it's all dropping on us so quickly, uh, and I don't think the bigger picture is becoming as available for everybody. Mm-hmm. But um, I would be interested to to see again, like you said, the next set of shows they've announced: um, you know, Secret Invasion, uh, Ironheart. What are what are a couple others um, in there? I don't even remember. I just know those two because they're at the the forefront of my mind all the time but um yeah i, I agree I, i've linked this video in the miss marvel section of our notes so that everyone wants to watch it and add their thoughts to it as well so yeah also with this miss marvel being right before comic-con makes me think they're going to do an x-men movie announcement that's why i brought that up mike i think mm-hmm. um saying the mutation doing the theme song um doing it in the, doing it in there would be will be fun to to do that um so yeah, we'll see you next week. All right, everyone, if anyone uh, wants to know what you're up to, what you're doing, Mike, where can they find you at? Oh, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, where can they find you? Find me on Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or Instagram, Valdan87. I'm probably going to be tweeting out these announcements next week as they come in, like literally because... A, that's how we found out them from Twitter was three years ago. We were on Twitter refreshing our hearts out. But also, you know, if, if you guys want to get the news before you have to sit down and listen to us on Monday, um, that's the best way to do it. 
Uh, people know about the show, what we're doing, get ready for our super-sized San Diego Comic-Con episode. Where can they get ready for that at? Oh, all you have to do is visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the home for all things Superhero Slate. You can get our awesome show notes. So if you want to see that leaked Mandalorian trailer, we got that in the show notes. If you want to see that look at Doctor Doom concept art, we got that in the show notes as well. We also have our awesome upcoming release calendar that I'm sure is going to get a big old update uh, next week after we get a lot of this uh, Comic-Con announcement stuff. So stay tuned, stay subscribed. We're on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, wherever else you love to listen to fine podcasts. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Get merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. We love hearing from you. Reach out. What are your superhero uh, Comic-Con predictions? We want to know. I might make a bingo card. We made mm. a bingo card last time around Star Wars, uh, yeah. the what, Rise of Skywalker. When that movie came out, maybe we should do a bingo card just on Comic-Con in general. And then if we don't get the bingo, we'll just hold on to the bingo card until uh, D23, and we'll finish it off right there. That could be kind of fun. So, yeah, maybe we'll put that out in the ether. But if you're a super fan of the show, if you want to be a super fan of the show, all you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy. We will every week, folks. Yes, that's right. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe.